If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of John, chapter number 6. John, chapter 6. I want to read the first two verses, and then we'll go down to verse 55. John, chapter 6. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And many, a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. Kind of hold that uh, thought there in in your mind, and then let's go down to the 55th verse. Now, when Jesus begins... This discourse of scripture in verse 55, uh, he's speaking about commitment, being committed to him. I'm sorry, I want to go back to verse 54. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last days. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna, and are dead, he that eateth of this bread shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they had heard this, they said, This is a hard saying, and who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? What, and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before, it is the Spirit that quickens, the flesh profit nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore, Say unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then Jesus said unto the twelve, will you also go away? May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of his word. I want to preach for a little while tonight from the subject of why people to the first two verses of John chapter 6 to show you the progression of how Jesus was introducing uh, the other part of the scripture. In the very first two verses of John chapter 6, we find that uh, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee. 
And the scripture says, a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles. Between John chapter 2 and John chapter 6, there had been at least six miracles that Jesus had performed. And every time that he performed a miracle, his popularity grew and people gravitated to him. Each time that he performed the miracle, there would be more people following him. And any time the Bible speaks of a multitude of people, it was speaking of thousands of people, uh, excuse me, following Christ. So we see here in this passage of Scripture, when Jesus was doing something for the people, they gravitated to him. They, they, they ran to him because he was doing something for them. But then Jesus switched gears over in the 54th verse proceeding on. He began to speak to them about commitment. Now, Jesus was not literally saying, I want you to eat my flesh and drink my blood. But this is truly analogous to commitment. What Jesus was actually saying, I want you to be totally sold out to me. I want you to be committed to me and me only. And when he began to talk in those terms, the crowd began to scatter and go the other way. And you know, my friends, the story hasn't changed. We see this so much in the lives of people today. Uh, as long as the church is doing something for them, you can't keep them out of church. But when, when the church begins to ask for a commitment and ask them to be committed to Christ and committed to serving in the body of Christ, then they begin to kind of wean away. Uh, as Herbert announced a moment ago, I've been pastoring uh, uh, Grace would be 30 years actually in January. I went there as interim this coming Sunday be 30 years. And uh, I've seen people come and go. Sometimes it's just like a revolving door. And you know what I've, I've come to find out? You have a lot of spiritual hitchhikers. I'm serious. You've got a lot of spiritual hitchhikers. They, they are in it for the ride. They don't pay for the gas. They don't pay the, uh, uh, for the maintenance of the vehicle. They don't pay for, uh, for anything else. But they, they got that thumb out always wanting a free ride. And so many times in the life of the church, you have people like that. But when the church begins to expect something from them, they begin to leave and they go to the next church and they go to the next church and they go to the next church and as soon as the nudist wears off, they'll go somewhere else. What Jesus was saying here to his disciples, and he saw the people scattered. He saw how they gravitated to him when he was doing all these miracles and, 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 and the other things and, and they were just running to him. But brother, he dropped the bomb when he began to talk to them about commitment. You know, you're committed to something. Amen. You're committed to something. Right. And, and my friends, I, I'm afraid there's a lot of people that are not committed to the church like they should be. 
And they think if they just come to church on Sunday morning or this, that, and the other, brother, they've got that ticket to heaven. No. Amen. Doesn't go, stop there. Service means what you do outside of the walls of this church. Anybody can show up for church on Sunday morning. And they have that concept of Christianity. If I can just go to church enough, I'm okay. You can go to church every time the church doors open, be baptized every time there's a baptismal service, and die and bust tail wide open. You can have your name on every church roll in Pershing County and Halifax County and die and bust tail wide open. What Jesus is saying here, I want you to be committed. We have so many things that are going on in the lives of people now. They have things going on all during the week. We have more time-saving devices than there's ever been in the history of time. But why is it that we have less time? Think about it. People are committed to other things rather than to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when Jesus spoke those words, he looked around. Some of his disciples had kind of left the scene. And then he looked at the others. He said, will you also go away? In other words, are you going to follow the crowd? It's easy to follow the crowd. It's easy to follow the crowd. In the book of Genesis, we find when Noah walked with God, everyone else was walking in another direction. The Bible says that the times were so evil, even the imagination of the people were continually on evil. But Noah walked with God. And God, God rewarded him for his faithfulness. Why do people turn their back on Jesus? First of all, because of his teachings. Because of his teachings. If you'll look at verse 53, it says, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink the blood, ye have no life in you. Now I want to drop down a little bit to verse 60. Then I'm going to come back. Many therefore disciples, when they heard this thing, they said, this is a hard saying. This is a hard... Jesus, what are you really saying to me? Do you really want me to be sold out to you? Do you really want me to follow you? Many turn their back because of his teachings. A lot of the teachings you see... Under the auspice of church today is so far removed from the word of God. It's this feel good stuff. You know, this pop, you know, drive. Just give me drive by church. Let me pull in and get a little snack and move on. What about what Jesus said? Unless you are willing to deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me. Ye shall not be my disciple. Now, my friends... That's tough stuff right there. That's hard stuff. Jesus said, unless a man hate his mother and father, he cannot be my disciple. Was Jesus advocating hating your parents? Absolutely not. But Jesus was saying, you should have such a love for me and only me that if it comes to a choice between me and your parents that you choose me. That's what Jesus was saying. They went away because... Of his teachings. They didn't like what he had to say. 
And you know who the folk were that didn't like Jesus the most? It wasn't the, 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 the sinners. It was those religious folks. Those Pharisees, those Sadducees, you know, those that desired the high seat in the temple. They had the outside of the plate clean, but inside it was filthy. Those religious people, religion scares me. When you say a person is religious, that doesn't mean that they are Christian. There's a lot of people that are religious that are not saved. Nicodemus was religious, but Nicodemus wasn't saved. In John chapter 3, Jesus said, Except ye be born again, ye cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. And it's funny how religious people can get when they run and fall office. Mm. Did I make a wrong turn? I'm I'm talking about on the national scene. Just forget the the county scene and the state scene. I'm talking about on the national scene. It's it's amazing how how religious people can get and how much they talk about God. They've left God out for four years, but when they run again, uh, they they start talking about it. What happened to the four years? Are you with me? It's amazing how religious people can get when they are trying to get something out of another person. The second uh, reason they went away from Jesus, they turned their back on Christ, was the fear of man. The fear of man. Many of them went away. The Bible says the fear of man bringeth a snare. They go away from Jesus because they fear man. I think Paul put it so eloquent, but also uh, in a way that it actually drives a stake through your heart. In the book of Galatians, the first chapter, when he, he, he began to, to talk about those Judaizers that had come in and tried to change uh, how salvation could come about. You know, it's okay to say you saved by grace, but you've got to have a mixture of law with it. And, 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 and Paul began to talk about, if you seek to please men, you will not please God. You can't be a men pleaser. Matter of fact, I'm going to take it a step further. Jesus said, beware when all men speak well of you. Not everybody likes you and me. Not everybody in this church likes Herbert. Not everybody in Grace likes Jack. If some of them had that way, I'd be on the skids. I'm serious, folks. I'm not naive enough to think everybody in that church likes me. But you know what? It really doesn't bother me. Because I have a mandate to please the Father. I have a mandate to please God. And a person that is always looking... For the, 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 uh, what's the word I want to use? Approval, thank you. The approval of man. You watch. You watch out. Not everybody's going to like you. They didn't like Christ and he was perfect. They crucified him. They went away first of all because they didn't like what he said. They didn't like his teachings. They went away because... They feared man. 
Not everybody's going to like what you preach from the word of, word of God if you are faithful to God's word. Reminds me of the story of the pastor that had this one particular deacon. And, and, and every Sunday morning, sure as the day would come, that deacon would come out of the church and say, Preacher, you preached a great sermon. You really laid it on them. And that was, that was always what he would say. So one day, uh, one, he was preaching a revival. One night he was preaching a revival. Sure as you're born, that deacon shows up. Tells him the same thing. One Sunday morning, it snowed. The only person showed up was that deacon and the pastor. And the preacher said, I'm going to fix him. So he, he stood up in the pulpit and he preached Jesus like he never preached Jesus. And when he got through preaching Jesus, he went to the back door and the man said, Preacher, you really laid it on him this morning. I just wish they'd have been here to hear it. Hey, we always think that the preacher is preaching to someone else. What about when he comes down your street? Amen. What about when he comes down your driveway? What about when he pulls up in your driveway? It's a different story, isn't it? They left because they feared man. What will the others think? Oh yes, as long as he was, he was ministering to them and, 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 and they were seeing the miracles and, and seeing other people come. Brother, they, they, they were in tight. But then Jesus began to speak about, what about you? It's not my brother nor my sister, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Amen? Amen? They went away because of his teachings and because of the fear of man. But they also went away because of doubts and questions. Nathaniel last said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? When he heard about Jesus, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? He was questioning the very deity of Jesus Christ. Because of doubts and questions. I think sometimes people get the idea they have to understand God and they've got to understand all that the word of God says before they really can exercise their faith. Nowhere in, in the word of God do you find where God has asked us to understand him. But all through the word of God, he has asked us to trust him, to trust him. We don't understand a lot of things in the natural. I don't understand how a black cow can eat green grass and give off white milk and churn yellow butter, but that doesn't stop me from eating butter or drinking milk. I don't understand the process of electricity, but I still use it. There are a lot of things in the natural we don't understand, but we use it. And there are so many things in the spiritual. And if you wait till you get a full understanding, you will never get it. That's why faith says we walk not by sight, but we, but we walk by faith. It's not by sight. If you can see it, it's not faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
But without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Those that diligently. That means stay by the stuff. That means to persevere. By perseverance the snail reached the ark. That's perseverance. By perseverance, the, sna- uh, the turtle kept sticking his head out. And he reached the ark. Folks, we, we want a quick fix. We want instant this and instant that. And, it j- and in, the, in the spiritual, it just doesn't work that way. Do- God is not some doting granddaddy up in the heavens. We ring his doorbell or we ring his bell and he comes to our beck and call. What about perseverance of the saints? That's one of the major doctrines of our faith is perseverance of the saints. The faith that fizzles before the finish had a flaw in it from the first. Be faithful. Paul says, the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished my course. Henceforth there is later for me a crown of righteousness that the righteous judge shall give me at that day. And not only to me, but those that love his appearing. They went away because of doubt and question. Thomas, Nathaniel said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? I think this next point is the one that hits the church. It hits us very hard. They left because of the love of the world. Mm. My, 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 my. Love of the world. In 1 John 2, it says, If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. He said, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. When it speaks about the world... It is not speaking about this cosmic universe. It is speaking about unregenerate society and the things of this world, things that are evil, things that are wicked. He said, don't love the world. There's so many things out here in the world that are drawing people away. And they've gotten consumed with it. And a lot of those things are good things. I'm, I'm talking about good things. They're not uh, immoral. They're not bad. And they're good things. But anything that pulls you away from the Lord and your relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ, then it becomes bad. Then it becomes bad. They love the world. No doubt those thousands that, that were part of that multitude that is spoke of in, in the first two verses of John chapter 6. They saw all that Jesus was doing and then they saw the allurement of the world. The devil will make sure when he is trying to entrap an individual that he makes it attractive. Amen. He makes it attractive. Just like Achan in Joshua chapter 7, the Bible says he looked, he coveted, and he took. What he saw in the city of Ai, he took. The very things that Joshua said 
Don't take. The gold and the silver is consecrated unto the Lord. But Achan hid it in his tent. And Joshua said, there's sin in the camp. And you know the story if you read further in the book of Joshua. In the seventh chapter, what happened? The love of the world. I know people right tonight that, uh, you know, that used to be faithful to the church. And somehow or another, they got caught up in the things of this world. Now, grant you, my friend, there are those that, that, that the Bible speaks of in 1 John where he says, they went out from us because they were not of us. No doubt if they'd have been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out from us to make it manifest that they were really not of us. Not everybody that comes in the church and got their name on the church roll is saved. You say, well, Pastor, you're judging absolutely not. No, I'm not. Not everybody's got their name on a church roll is saved. They went out from us because they were not of us. If they'd have been of us, they would have continued with us. That goes back to that phraseology, perseverance of the saints. There's a song, I don't know who sings it, I've come too far to look back again. I believe Nancy Harmon wrote that song. The love of the world. Many a person has turned back because of the allurement of the world. And there are others that turn back because of procrastination. That is the devil's best medicine is procrastination. That means to put it off. To put it off. Do you know that there are more people that neglect salvation than reject salvation? In Hebrews chapter 2, it says, therefore, therefore is a conjunction. It's, a, it, 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 it's, it's joining it to chapter 1, where it talks about Jesus in sundering times appeared in divers manners, but now has appeared unto us as the Son, who by himself purged our sins. And wherever there is a, where, a wherefore and a therefore in the Bible, we need to see what it's there for. He says, wherefore, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest any time we let those things slip. For if the words spoken by angels were steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? When you hear it, you respond. You are to respond to it. Give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we let those things slip. Procrastination, putting it off. I'm sure there were those in the crowd that, okay, you know, maybe now's not the time for me to follow Jesus completely. You know, I'll come back another day. Uh, I heard Brother Herbert preach last Sunday, and I know I should have responded, but I'll come back next Sunday. 
The Bible says in Proverbs 27 verse 1, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for we know not what another day may bring. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. They went away because of procrastination. When Elijah confronted the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel, and he called down fire from heaven as recorded in 1 Kings chapter 18, and they saw the manifestation of God when he, when he came down and consumed the altar. He said, how long will you halt between two opinions? If God be God, then serve him. But if Baal be God, then serve him. Baal could not consume the altar because he was a thing. He was just a wooden statue. But almighty God in his sovereignty proved to them that he was God. Joshua said, choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. When Paul stood before uh, Felix, Felix said, Paul, go away when there's a more convenient season. Then I'll call for you. When he stood before King Agrippa, King Agrippa said, Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. So many times in the life of church, people die from the tragedy of almost. I almost did it, but I didn't. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, and a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles which he had did on them that were diseased. And then Jesus turns the table and he says, Will you also go away? He said, from that time forth, many turned back. And he looked at the twelve and said, will you also, will you also go away? Will you, will you, you, you leave? Are you going to forsake me? Are you going to leave me? You think about what Jesus was saying and how he felt, knowing that there, were, there was one in the crowd was going to betray him. And there was that cussing Peter. That denied him. But you know the marvelous thing about God's grace. The Bible says Judas went and repented to himself. Not to God. But Peter repented. And he wept bitter, bitterly. The Bible says. And on the day of Pentecost. When they needed a strong man to preach. They called on Peter, and Peter stood in the midst of those whom he had denied Christ before, and he said, you are the one that's crucified Christ. And 3,000 people were saved that day. Will you also go away? Let us pray. Father, thank you for the privilege to preach tonight. Lord, the invitation is yours. The message is yours. The messenger is yours. And Lord, we just pray that, that when this service is concluded, Lord, that you would be high and lifted up.